0: Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. I want to thank you for listening to the Negative to Positive, which is brought to you by our good neighbors at State Farm. If you know me, you know I'm all about the real deal with State Farm. You get the real deal. Great service and surprisingly great rates. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. (laughs) There's no losing. Only learning. I have the responsibility to make sure that you guys are well represented. There's no failure, only opportunities. Anytime you see me, you can say, Oye, ese tipo tiene su pasado. And there's no problems, only solutions. Pero mira lo que está con su vida. He took it from a negative to a positive, and that's what's representing us now. This is from negative to positive. Yo, Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said, Mr. Worldwide. We putting it down right now, and you already know we're reporting live from La Pequeña, Little Havana, Miami-Dade County, 305. Yes, sir, the bottom of the clip, the Magic City, and we are in Slam Charter Public High School now. Yours. Yeah, well, no, it's it's ours, it's ours, it's ours. Uh, And uh, we have the beautiful, sophisticated, powerful, sexy, Jennifer Vades. I'm going to say Jennifer Lopez. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Close That's a good company gossy, 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 gossy. No, no, no hey, Don't worry Jennifer Jennifer. Lopez. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. right now. Uh, And then the one The only The one The only living legend You know what it is yep. DJ Laz. Yeah. Uh, I, I now I
1: myself a, a, a bass drop On that one
0: Yeah, you gotta <laughs> You gotta continue to, Those bass drops So people know what it is When you have that get down Now Yeah, you know, where the trunk rattles, the rear view shakes. You don't know what the... the I had plenty of those. Yes, (laughs) I did. So, and I don't know what it is about bass music just makes women take their clothes off when they dance. That was the booty shaking days.
1: I am not going to say anything. I don't want to incriminate myself on this podcast, but hell to the yes!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get into it because we have a very special guest. Also, Miami-born, Dave County-raised, and someone that has showed a lot of love to the city, opened a lot of doors, and has... Giving us a chance to showcase what our city is about. I mean, the list of artists goes on from I mean, I'll tell you what, I'll let you say that the artist. So who we got in the house right now is a, go ahead.
1: I, I tried to read all the list. like <laughs> the, the email just kept too going. Many. I'm like, yo, how many pages <laughs> just kept scrolling. Of, of artists has this guy worked with? So that's everybody. what we're gonna call him.
0: We're gonna call him the Gil Green shot a video for everybody, video director. That's right. Yes. Welcome to negative to positive, and we appreciate Appreciate you being here,
2: but I, I, matter of fact, how many artists have you worked with? You know, I can't count, um, but um, it's quite a few, <laughs> and it's the careers lasted over twenty years. God
0: bless. Yeah, they got, especially in our business, where you know you're here today, gone today.
2: Amen. So, you know how that
0: goes. Well, very grateful. I, I'll tell you, you got Khaled, myself, Akon, uh, Diddy, Lil John uh, Fat Joe, uh, Little Wayne. Drake, I mean, the list goes on. We could just say, like I said, everybody. I think the only one you haven't done the video for yet is Celine Dion. Yeah, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) By the way, she just called.
2: She wants the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got to talk budget. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to redo the Titanic. Yeah, yeah. You got Titanic numbers? Yo. What? Tomorrow.
0: And as a matter of fact, us you know, speaking of that, and and I want to know how you got into – Directing videos or that game and how you saw it and why you wanted to let the how you wanted the world to see Miami and understand how special we are and we were and we will forever be.
2: <laughs> yes. uh, amen. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on my on pleasure, the program. Man. Uh, our pleasure. You know, our friendship goes back for years. Uh, always honored to be in the presence of Laz, who is an icon to Miami. Um, there is no bass music without him and Luke, and, right. and what you guys did in the thank early you. days. And, and just watching Jen's um, career flourish as well. So I feel like I'm in a, in a, in a family environment, and I appreciate the opportunity always. My pleasure, man. Um, uh, it's really interesting to, to actually be on this side of the camera because usually I'm on the other yeah, one, so yeah. <laughs> it's not something I really tell the story a lot, but I think it's a fascinating story, and most people, some people in Miami might actually know the real roots of it, but most don't. And mm-hmm. it's not something I would necessarily advertise. Um, I grew up in Miami. I went to what I think is a school that was really indicative of what Miami culture is. Uh, it was called West Lab, short for laboratory. And it's almost felt like an experimental school, yeah. sort of like <laughs> this, right? Um, but this is 1980, right? So it's like we're coming out of like, them trying to bust different cultures and different races mm-hmm. to, to integrate the schools. and. Wow. And West Laboratory is one of those schools, so you had kids from all different walks of life come together, um, and talking about from kindergarten to sixth grade. And this is really where I learned my flavor, because because yeah. automatically it was like you had friends from every culture: Cuban, Black, Jamaican, Bahamian, and and this is 1980s, so this is the time when like people were always like not sure to fit in or not fit in. Mm-hmm. So you know, as a kid, you just embraced that and uh, going through public school system from. West Lab to South Miami Middle School to Coral Gables High School, um, and always being a basketball player, I always was around, um, to say more or less, African-American culture, mm-hmm. right? You know, I was the white boy on the team, like, you know, South Miami Cobras do, so, <laughs> <laughs> so like someone else I know. Um, but, um, and me and, and meeting family and best friends and, and growing up in that. So I, I grew up in that world, and, and so when people see me, yeah, I, I did not grow up in the hood. Uh, I grew up with the, the hood pass, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I grew up in a very middle-class neighborhood, North Miami. My father was an ex-basketball player um, who just we had a nice little house in, in, in North Miami. And, um, but just really embraced people, and I was always taught to embrace all these cultures. And it's something I'm always proud of when I go out on the road is like we're special to grow up with Cuban flavor yes, and Bahamian flavor and Haitian flavor and Jamaican flavor. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's what Miami has. And, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, every other city has their own kind of multicultural city, but I'm really proud of this one.
1: The melting pot that melting we pot. live in is, is unlike any other anywhere in the country. Yeah. This is a melting pot and you get all the different people that come together and, and it's hard for a lot of people that show up here to understand it.
0: When it's not this craziness going on, I'm usually on the road a whole lot. So in my when I'm not on the road, like these days, believe it or not, I still stay pretty busy. And when I need something delicious, when I want to feed the whole squad, and that's why I say it's got to be KFC. As for social distancing, they got that on lock. You heard me. They got it on lock. And all you got to do is just order ahead at KFC.com. Come through, pick it up, like that old song, boom, pick it up, pick it up. And the whole family is going to enjoy it. Ya tu Sally. For me, it's not just that I enjoy that great chicken in the side, which what we would say is que rico. The fact is that I also love the KFC story. Now, here's a funny thing, man. True story, right? So a few weeks ago, we ordered KFC to the studio and they put the buckets of chicken in in the podcast, but by the time I got here, all the chicken was gone, gravy was gone, mashed potato was gone, biscuits were gone, so uh, I think we're going to have to get some more of that reordered to the show, and we highly appreciate it. Well, you already know what it is, that little chico pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, checking in, checking out, and if you haven't already, go get it right now. KFC, dolly. But I mean yeah, there's some senators that show up around here, they call it a, a third world country. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> They're like, Oh, Miami's not a part of the states but yes it is. <laughs> it, but, it, but 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 yeah. the good thing is that you took it you taken, I would say, everything that you grew up around and then you showcased it in the videos because a lot of people didn't understand at that time I've, spoke, I've spoken about this before in the podcast where they thought Miami was Bama. You know, yep. them boys down there can't rap. Them boys down there ain't about this, they ain't about that. But little did they know we were doing everything under the radar. And there's a lot of things that we weren't talking about because it was just too, it was too fresh for us to be able to talk about those kind of things. Because then not only would we be incriminating ourselves, we'd be incriminating
2: our <laughs> our whole environment, basically. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's one thing I, I love about uh you uh pit is like it is not about like promoting um you, you don't care about the story and everything. You do you walk your walk that's and right. those that know it know it. You're not advertising I did this. You're not you, half the world don't know that you got this school and you put all your efforts into the school. You just know that you do it and it gets what it gets. Like it, yes, it's, sir. it's not about the showcase and and um that's why I think Miami Cats are real. You can tell like even when you when you see someone that you know for years in the club like other cities might be like, yo, pound up, boom, boom, boom. Yo, you can see a cat that you grew up with and you spot him in the spot, you give him the hail, he gives you the hail, and enough said, man. You don't need all <laughs> you don't need the, all the symmetrics right. and, and, and all of the extra stuff, you know? Well, that's, we call it uh, a cho. We don't need a, a, cho. a cho. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. 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 A cho show, a show is just saying el show. The show. <laughs> only need a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's English, nobody good looking.
2: Um, <laughs> and no walk very good at all. <laughs> <laughs> so, no cho. <laughs> um, no, nah, but but honestly, the directing thing started from my passion for music. And, oh, crazy enough! Look at that. And and, and 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 this is a story you probably some some of you may know, some of you don't. But I started wanting to be a rapper. I, I would come and watch the, these music videos. That we had the box, which started in Miami. Yes, sir. You know, I don't know about. I would be watching these videos where they had masters of ceremony and and heavy, what Heavy D was doing in 86 and rock cams and, and watching that culture come down and then also going on the corner and watching Uncle Al and, and Jam Pony. And, and so I loved that, like, yeah. so I love the, the, the fusion of that. And I was one of those kids that just loved hip hop and dance hall. Cause I stayed down in Perrine as well. So I was privy to all of these sound clashes mm-hmm. that were happening down there, which were legendary, legendary sound clashes, dub for dub, you know, the whole culture that was going down there. And if you grew up in Perrine and Richmond Heights in the in late 80s, you remember Ram Jams and these kind of places. And, and you can't, no one has it on video because video didn't exist back then, but it made us. Crazy. Zippers, <laughs> what? <laughs> Zippers. <laughs> Whew. Um, but yeah, so, so, I, so I grew up in that and I started DJing, bought my first crappy turntables and selling the mixtapes and, and doing everything music, and I was a hip-hop head. Like, I would go to Blue Note Records and find the samples that Pete Rock would put in because I just wanted to learn that. I wow. I just, I infused it. I knew every lyric from every rap, and you couldn't test me when it come to, like, that. And um, I got the opportunity to, with, with basketball, go to, go, to, go to college. And um, I always was interested in filmmaking with it because I was in South Miami's broadcasting program. So we, they gave us access to cameras. So I would take my music, I would add Rakim, I would go shoot some basketball stuff, and we'd put it on the air. So <laughs> that was my first you know, introduction into filmmaking. Um, and I would beg my teachers, instead of book reports, I was like, yo, can I do a film? And I would sit yeah. back and, and do these little films and watch the class, and I would get excited just watching people's reaction, watching what I was able to mm-hmm. do. So with this passion, I, I was able to go to school and study filmmaking and then just start busting my ass I had the opportunity to go to school in New York. I went to NYU, but I would say whether I went to NYU or not, it was all the things I did outside of the school that really opened up things. Like I went and worked on Rap City, worked in BET, worked in um, the jukebox, worked in Elektra Records. Like Anytime I was able to learn, I was doing that and and just following the passion, always knowing that money always follows the passion never the mean, other way. Money always follows the passion. If you're chasing, ma- if you're chasing money, the money run. Yeah. it's on the run. That's right. If you do your passion, the money follows you. That's, that, that, was, that was always my mantra. So it was never about, like, when it came down to it, like, is this job enough money for me to do? Nah, if, if I'm passionate about it, the money will follow later. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always stuck to that. And my first music video that I shot was actually for a group out of Miami. We pressed our own vinyl. We recorded it on a four-track Cassette tape wow. with, the, with the pantyhose pop filters and, you know, how you know how to do it. And, um, pr- and I just sent it to MTV blindly, the music video. I, and I sold my first car. What was the name of the group that you did? Yeah. called Back Live. The song was called A Thousand MCs. I had my guys come up to Miami because I had the, the school equipment. And we shot this video for about $5,000 on film back then, right? We didn't know, know iPhones or nothing. so. Yeah. Uh, I took all the people that I, was, that I was working for on sets. I was working on Wu-Tang Clan sets and these and these, getting the water, getting this. So when it was my turn to do a music video. They were like, we, they wanted to see me shine. Yeah. So they, everyone came to the set. There you go. And we shot this music video. Didn't think much of it, but I sent it blindly um, to MTV, BET, and it became on the, on, on the video back then, top 20 on, on your MTV raps. Huge. It was on BET. Um, How
1: did you feel? When that happened? What, what, what was the feeling that went through your body?
2: One feeling, it was, I know I could do anything in this world. Damn right. That was it. sir. Because I proved it. I yeah. proved it. I was like, you know, at that time, you had to have $300,000 to get on BET and MTV Easy. and all that. So I was like, man, I, I basically have my thesis project, <laughs> and I'm sitting in my dorm room with my guys from Miami who barely had enough money to come up here and shoot this video, and we're watching our video come on UMTV Raps with Ed Lover and all these guys. Price money. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine it. So long, st- uh, long story short, that was the end of my rapping career. <laughs> 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 that was the beginning of my filmmaking career um, because I realized that this is something I love to do. And the rapping career, even though I had a video on top 20 and everything, you're still going to get the door shut and everything. Yeah. Everyone's like this and that and that. And I felt like I took it as far as I could. And, and uh, another funny story is even while that video was playing, I was working on people's sets. So I was, I was down here working on Trick Daddy Boy. Wow. And um, Can't catch me, boy. I don't set me, me, boy. boy. I'm never 38. You take me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the videos, and we're, uh, in the, on the video set, and we're in the Scott Projects. And the um, first time I'm meeting Case, who I know you know, Case yes, 100. Yes, And uh, Case comes up to me, and I'm just a PA. And he looks at me, and like, Man, don't you got a video on BT right now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the waters and shit. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I do. But that, that just shows you that that That's don't amazing. even mean anything. Right. Um, the fame didn't mean much at the time, but. It's the hunger. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You were
1: hungry. You didn't care what you had to do. You were going to do it no matter you had a video on BT, whatever, whatever, right. anything. You're just like, I'm going to be around and I'm going to. Absorb as much of this as possible. But that's what's lacking from today. Yeah. Yeah. Putting in that that's my problem. That's why we do this podcast. It, it, so they exactly. can understand. Yeah.
2: It's it, the it's the I, I need everything now. It's not yeah, the, the, the IG generation. generation. Yeah, it's not now. It's right now. <laughs>
0: yeah. I just right. want to think about it and it happens. That yeah. that kind of shit. But you know, don't work that way. Not and, no. and also in the city at that time, in Miami at that time, everybody from the crib wanted to help out everybody from the crib. And and it's a funny story is Gil was working on a video for Little John. You know, Little John opened a lot of doors for myself in the music industry. And he was doing Get Low remix with uh, Elephant Man and Yin Yang Twins. And they had a little Spanish part that he let me do the hook. You know, nothing big, but I was just, you know, saying something in Spanish. I forget what it was right now, on top of my head. And I happened to walk outside the video set. I had a cup with me. Had no liquor in it. I had no liquor in it. I would tell you the truth, you know. And a cop snatches me up. Boom. Throws me in the corner and, and on the floor. And so I'm looking at it like, what's going on? Right. Right. Well, clearly, you know how that goes. So I just kind of just stuck to the script. <laughs> and he, once he ran my name, I had a bench warrant. So next thing you know, I went from about to have my first video debut in Gil's video <laughs> wow. to Dade County Jail. <laughs> on a Friday. On a Friday. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I had see to See you ride on Monday. Out. Yeah, I had to ride out. So. But crazy enough, this is the kind of history that, that we have down here in the city. And, and I used to wait at Gil's video shoots to get a cameo. Sometimes sure. it would be 13 hours just to get that two-second cameo. Mm-hmm. But that would be, back then, a stamp of like, oh, man, this guy's coming up one way or another when you show up in other people's video that were already, I would say, already on or already were a part of the game like that. So for for everybody out there, and I like to bring people here that we have history yeah, because we've watched Everybody come up. I mean, pretty much all of us came up. And mind you, not all of us came up in the industry. A lot of us, well, other folks that we know came up in another game. But one way we came up.
2: <laughs> one way or another. Up, up. Yeah. <laughs> up, up. up is up. Yeah. Well, there's more to that story. Like, I don't think like you're doing justice of how important that cameo was yeah. that you got sniped from. Because it was like literally about three years of me coming down. Uh, already establishing myself as a director, I was working with 50 and, and, and Snoop and all these guys. So I was like that dude from Miami. So if I came to do a video in Miami, I was calling Ooh. in Miami like, yo, come out, teach, come bring Chico. Like yeah. let's let's do this. And so I was looking through some old videos. I was like, man, it was a lot of cameos. Yeah. I'm like Oh yeah. Even like some rappers that like why are we even here for cameo cameos but um but yo, um so when, when we were waiting I mean, it was a long video day, Buster rhymes yeah, was there, bust on the, it, right. as well, and it was like this was going to be the first time that people see pitbull on this on this. Scale, so I was excited, like, like, yeah, Miami's gonna rep. And he then- went from the Aww. scale to the jail. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, at the end of the day, we called him up. We all, where's he at? It's like, nah, they snagged him up. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> it wasn't meant to be. It nah. wasn't meant to be. Nah, but look at you know, it now. I'll look at it, yeah,
0: look, uh, look, at, look at it now. But as long as, hey, you gotta own it, keep it moving. And that's what I, when I was in, in, in Dade County G, I was just thinking, they were just. Why well, it wasn't for me? We have a saying in Spanish: "Lo que está para ti naya de quita. That means whatever's meant for you, nobody can take it from you. So, like I said, wasn't meant for me that day.
2: <laughs> so what, I have a question for you. A lot of people, when that when that something like that happens, they get down. They're like, "Yo, I can't believe it. That was my shot. That was my chance." Yeah. Did any of that run through your head when that was happening at that moment, or were you always embedded with this like, "Yo, the universe got this path for me, and I'm not there"?
0: I've I've never been afraid. I've always trusted time and never been afraid of the journey. This is negative to positive, and I know you're absorbing all the knowledge we're putting out there. Our mission is to educate, inform, and also make sure you have a good time while we're doing it. And we're brought to you by State Farm. So keep in mind, when you're planning your future, they're going to get things right when it comes to insurance. Now, it's important to have a little extra change in your back pocket. So I'm taking a a minute to remind everybody. State Farm has great service and surprisingly great rates. Check them out when you have a minute. They're going to get things done the right way. This podcast is all about elevating ourselves and changing from negative to positive. When we were looking for a partner for negative to positive, I came up with State Farm, and I want to tell you why. Three reasons. Number one, we're going to get knowledgeable agents. Number two, you're going to get great service and great rates. Tremenda sorpresa. And number three, you're going to get the real deal. Because like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And number one, number two, and number three, that's everything that Pitbull embodies. (laughs) I'd advise highly that you check them out. You know what it is. And what really set me up for that in the industry was my first concert with Uncle Luke, mm. which we spoke about when Luke was on the podcast. But that could have been the beginning of the end of my career, the way I, I literally fucked up on stage, yeah. how nervous I was, how drunk I got in front of 10,000 people at the time in Charlotte, North Cacalaca, which is North Carolina. And when I embraced that and I turned to Luke and I said, hey, my bad, I apologize For real, I I fucked that up. You know, that that was an opportunity that I fucked up. He's like, I knew what you was going to do, Chico. I just was going to see if you was going to own it. And that's why he kept telling me. He said, anytime I would ask him if I could drink from his liquor bottle, I said, hey, can I hit this? He said, yeah. Knock yourself out, Chico. Knock yourself out. He was telling me already, go ahead, knock yourself out. Because he knew that was going to happen. Mm. So coming back, owning it, apologizing. Right it made me even work even harder for his respect. And everybody that was there, because you know they were clowning me for a while. <laughs> they were clowning me for a while until I came with certain music that they said, okay, now Chico's bringing it. But, so when something like that happened, man, that was... Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I, I don't I, I know be, what it is, but I'm supposed to be in jail today.
2: Right. Yeah. <laughs> or that the, point, the point of this, from negative to positive, to say positive, one thing yes, that's, that sticks with me and it's something I try to tell my daughters and... and and people around me is owning it. It's so it's so big. It's Definitely. so big because our ego gets in the way a lot of times. And whether it's a relationship that, that you're in with a significant other or a parent or whatever, owning it is so... Once you master that, once you can humble yourself to be like, yo, I effed up. This is my bad. Right. I own it. I own it. Now you can improve on yourself, right? Now the lesson starts. Correct.
1: Problem is when you start pointing the fingers at everybody else instead of looking at yourself. Right. That's when you're like... No. You know what I'm saying? Hold up. This is, this is on you. When you figure that out, life will get a lot better.
0: Right. Yeah, you seem to see that in every equation. You happen to be the problem. You're like, hey, right, well, yeah. Maybe you need to look yourself in the mirror You know. and, right, and exactly. figure this out. But, you know, it's funny. You went to South Miami High. Well, I went to South Miami High.
3: I went to elementary middle and high. But you
0: went to middle. You, yeah, we Okay, are. so we, both of y'all went to South Miami Middle. South yeah.
3: Miami products in this table. Yeah.
0: There, there you go. See? Hey, South Miami's doing all right, man. It is. Shout it's out doing to great. South
3: Miami, whoo! Yeah. Yeah. South Miami, Woo! South Miami, middle, South oh, Miami
0: High. Well, yeah. You know, I did South Miami. Coral Park, Southridge. No, that's yeah. And shout out the West Miami Middle <laughs> no <University. laughs> Yo, your list of schools is basically the amount of artists he's working with. <laughs> It'll probably it go hand in
2: hand. It does. it resume. I, you know, f- fun fact. Uh, I just realized, I didn't notice at the time, when when I was at South Miami, Akon was at South Miami yes. Middle School. Yes. People don't realize that. That Akon actually was down here. That's crazy. That. I didn't know Akon yeah. was in South Miami. Yeah, yeah. him and Boo, like, they lived right here and and. On the, their parent, their f- parents were down here at the UM and stuff, and and uh, yeah, go look it up in the yearbook. You'll find them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, it, it's funny because speaking of schools, you know, here in Slam we have a, a student that graduated a couple of years ago. He, he actually he was a part of my first graduating class, and his name is Sergio. He happens to be a, a, a break dancer, and I amazing
1: breakdancer. Yeah, in no, middle.
0: I mean one of the top in the yeah. world. Which he goes by um, changing the game. I <laughs> think it's Ziku, if I'm not mistaken. What he goes by. And, and Sergio, my bad if I messed up the name, man. I apologize. <laughs> a lot of Owning it. Up. There we
3: yeah, go. Yeah, I love exactly. it. I love it. Come full circle.
0: And Sergio, we hit him up yesterday like, hey, man, you've seen that the Olympics is about to make breakdancing official right now. 2024. Wow. So we on. may have a gold medal coming to Slam. In Look, we call wow. it, we put it out in the universe. Putting it out in the <laughs> universe. Yeah. Gold yeah. medal <laughs> coming baby. to Slam. Let's from, go. From breakdancing. But then the funny thing is, I was talking to Gil about it right before the podcast, and, and Gil's like, hey, man, you know they're making pole dancing official on... <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have a lot of gold
1: medals My in Miami. <laughs> going to be paying gold. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're going to be giving boy. out gold medals at the uh, park.
0: There you go. you can going to turn them into g strings. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that medal, boy. It'll be uh, Freaky Red, get a gold medal. Strawberry, get a bronze. <laughs> Hennessy, get a silver. <laughs> And coming to the stage.
1: Give it up for Desiree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they all sound the
1: same. Coming up next on the main stage. Give it up for Desiree. Desiree likes to go for long walks down the beach. Make sure you tip the bartenders and waitresses. Hey, I know my next gig's gonna be. See you.
0: <laughs> How about this? You've done that before. <laughs>
1: Maybe once or twice. <laughs> once too, too many partner.
2: times. <laughs> know that
0: boy. So is it official or is not? Or you were just playing around? I mean, think
2: there's qual- there's qualifications. <laughs>
1: Let me just break it down. If it's not official yet, this is going to be the f-ing committee that's going to make it official. Just
2: like, so but know. what would what would what would the uh, what would the criteria be like? What would they be testing them on? Judging them on? Would it be like the crossover? Like you know that?
3: Listen, it's hard. Pole dancing is hard. Yeah, you have <laughs> you need a lot well, of they body have classes strength.
0: now, Father. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I know, I know when It's not that, as they're,
3: easy they're, as it seems.
0: Yeah, they're, they're professional. Well, they were professional back then. They're just more professional now. Let me see your public face Take that. Doodle Brian! That's what we gotta get. We gotta get a pole in here. I don't know about in the school, but maybe the next next location.
1: (laughs) Yeah. You already know how that's gonna go. Miami (laughs) Olympics coming, if not, I'm just saying.
0: We should do that. The Miami Olympics and and the pole dancing champ. (laughs) Champs.
1: Don't don't let my brain start working like that already.
0: Well, you know. I'm already thinking. See, that was the good thing that we didn't have social media when we were growing up. Mm. Fight night at the Rolex? Monday, oh, Monday nights? Well, it was you know you had on that side you had Rolex, Coco's, Take One, Foxy Lady, and and, and now you had well then you then you had Diamonds that came about then it was King of Diamonds now you got the Office, but between the Rolex and Coco's we call them the graveyard because one Monday there'll be a shootout at Rolex someone get killed right there in the parking lot so everybody would go to Coco's well, the next Monday yeah. <laughs> you know <laughs> then it's Coco's for two months somebody gets shoot, shot killed in the parking lot then they went. Back the Rolex. So, this was, was our um, strip, strip club musical chairs. <laughs> wow. Remember, Rolex and Coco's and them, that's more on, on, on the black side of things. Then you had uh, BT's, Tootsies, mm-hmm. Pink Pussycat. Uh, what else we got? And
2: then one on the river. Scarlet's
0: around back Scarlet, there. Yeah, but Scarlet's more up north. You gotta have more paper to go to Scarlet's. Um, Scarlet's, you know you're, you're a little more bougie up there. I don't know <laughs> about now. <laughs> I don't know about now. I, mean, I don't know about now. They might have some bad ones up there doing it. They got some bad ones. I ain't going to shout out to Scarlett. Yeah, yeah,
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I know we kind of sidetracked. Yes. Sorry. Jump Wait,
1: I do, I that was my bad.
0: How did this happen on my show? This supposed to happen on Luke's show. <laughs> you know, it's funny, and it didn't. <laughs> oh, i sure. But you remember, you know, now he's coaching football teams, high school football teams. Yeah. He don't even let the kids cuss. Yeah. Luke,
2: don't let you cuss. Yeah, well, let's pray for him, man. I saw this week that he, he has COVID and he's in the hospital, man. So, big prayers. Oh, man, well, shout out for him, one, man.
0: big shout-out to Luke. But, you know, Luke has survived a whole lot of yeah. things. So, yeah. Luke going to be all right. <laughs> You're going to have to drop a nuclear bomb to try to <laughs> take out Luke. i think that right now. If
1: Freaky Red didn't kill him, the COVID ain't going
3: to get him. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, something I wanted, up, something right. I wanted to bring up. Something uh, I wanted to bring up that I really admire about you guys in the Miami culture is how you guys always look out for each other. Yeah, I'm coming from a younger generation. You're taking me under your wing, but I worked with you, Gil, first time when I was a heat dancer. We right. did uh, the right. player, the heat player intro video. Yeah. Then I worked with you again, doing options in Jamaica with him. And then we're doing a Boost Mobile commercial, and he's like, Gil Green's coming on the next one. I'm like, Gil's, Gil's shooting a commercial with us? No way. And how you're always looking out for your team, but you looked out for him earlier, giving him cameos. You know, so yeah. just that Miami culture that I feel like the young generation doesn't necessarily have it. It's who's going who's gonna to feed me now? Versus we we came up together, let's help each other grow in this industry. And I really admire that about you guys sticking together and giving everybody an opportunity to grow.
0: But to me, it's it's like the opposite of the crabs in a bucket effect. You know, between Gil has been a major part of of videos in my life. David Russo that actually works on the podcast is someone that's been huge in my life and videos. And these are people that happen to just believe in me coming up. You know, now, if you don't got the right numbers on your social media platforms, if you ain't got, you know, the right amounts of whatever on your TikTok or whatever on your... Twitter or Snapchat or I don't know what's the new thing, Instagram, you know. But one time for Triller, though. You know, we're doing business with Triller. So it's one like time Triller. for Triller. <laughs> but if you don't have that, then nobody really believes in you at that point, which is the total opposite. And I'm a big believer in life comes full circle. <laughs> I got something to say after that. but <laughs> no, no, no. Life no. comes full circle. And as it, I think it will swing back to people being real with each other and really wanting the best for each other and not just... Uh, showing up because they think it's something that's going to benefit them. You feel me? I love to watch people grow. I love to watch people take it to the next level and also challenge themselves. So example, like, I'm glad that you brought that up. Right now you're pivoting into Hollywood. Like you're finding a way to create shows about Miami, shows about our lives and shows that the rest of the world can relate to, Mm -hmm. but obviously have our flavor slash twist to it, you know? And how does that feel, by the way, to take it from videos to being one of the judges on the Olympic pole dancing? <laughs> 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 no puedo. <laughs> the resume's getting bigger. <laughs> <laughs> to to going into a world like Hollywood, that here we go again. Got to reinvent yourself. Got to recreate, and more than anything, reintroduce to people that don't believe, don't care, and bottom line, don't give a fuck.
2: Um. I mean, it's always been wherever I wanted to go. It's wherever I wanted to manifest, see it. I think that's really important is like you had to vision yourself to be exactly where you are to make it happen. You can just fly by and nobody handed you anything. Mm -mm. Right. And and these are these are these lessons that I think if if there's kids listening or people that are trying to figure out how to bust in and follow their dreams, own it was the first thing we hit up earlier. But also it's like believing in yourself. Yes, sir. And then nobody hands you S.H.I.T. Nobody hands you anything, because if you don't do it for self, if you don't believe in yourself, nobody's going to believe. you. I was about
1: to say think about that. How are you going to make me believe in you if you don't believe in you? Exactly. That's a
0: problem. It's not easy. To, you know, I, I definitely know it's not easy when you're prioritizing yourself. There we go. I got it. When there's a lot on your plate. So investing in your mental health has a long term benefit. And with Talkspace, it, it can actually be affordable with Talkspace online therapy. It'll connect you with a licensed therapist for a fraction of the price of in-person therapy. Get matched with your perfect therapist from the comfort of your device and reach out 24-7 whenever there's something on your mind. Best of all, an entire month of Talkspace costs about the same amount as a single in-person session. Talkspace has thousands of licensed therapists trained in over 40 specialties, including anxiety, depression, relationships, and more. The bottom line is that we all need someone to talk to. Talkspace wants to give us the support we deserve at a price we can afford. As a listener of this podcast, you get $100 off your first month of Talkspace and that'll match you with your perfect therapist. Go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use the code Pitbull to get $100 off. That's right. Make sure to use the code Pitbull, P-I-T-B-U-L-L, to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's P-I-T-B-U-L-L and Talkspace.com.
2: But, yeah. but getting back to what Jen said, I don't think it's necessarily a Miami thing. I think we're looking out for each other. I think you're, you're in the presence of one really special individual. No, thank you. Um, that people in his position don't always, they, they really have to come from a strong foundation to, to to be in that position and to really come back and say, you know what, that's part of the team. Because, for instance, we just did a big boost commercial, and, and it's very easy, like, he's going to get every everyone in his ear on why they should hire the guy that's done a hundred boost commercials versus right. the guy that does his music videos. And not everyone does what Armando, Mr. Pitbull does like saying, nah, this is my team. This is who I roll with. I want you to know that that's a very rare quality yes. oh. um, because I work with a lot of artists and not, you know there are really good ones and there's ones that just, just all about myself, 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 myself. It, but it, I, I feel like you're in a, in a area called rare air. Oh man, right. I'm up there
0: with Michael Jordan. Yeah, yeah, you're in rare air, man. I think that's,
1: that's, that's an airline, I'm telling you, it's coming. <laughs>
3: la próxima.
0: you're saying um, that, that means the world to me. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I'm i a true believer in that. I'm a true believer in, man, we, we have a saying in Spanish, that says, una mano lava la otra y las dos se lavan la cara. That means one hand washes the other, we both wash our face. Yeah. We gotta look out for each other. Yeah. And I was saying the opposite of the crabs in a bucket effect. Because when you come from certain areas, the minute somebody see you coming up, what they're trying to do is trying to pull you down. People fear what they don't understand and hate what they can't conquer. And people hate what they don't understand and fear what they can't conquer. And when they see something coming up, and you, you're like, man, why isn't that me? And mind you, some of the guys that we grew up around, it wasn't like, oh, I'm trying to hold you back. No, they were either trying to rob you, get at you, they're trying to catch you catch slipping you slip in, slip. in certain yeah, Exactly, catch you slipping in certain spots. So you always had to have that intuition. But the way I always looked at it and the and why I rode the way that I roll, is because I know I never did anybody wrong in the streets. I know I was always about my word. I know that even if sh- things were jammed up, I put up my own bread to make sure that my, you know, my name was clean and everything was clean credit-wise, reputation-wise, out in the streets, which is the same thing in the game. When you apply that philosophy to the, to the music industry, which is,
2: hmm,
0: no. <laughs> it's clearly not what you see is what you get. I'll tell you that right now. It's not. When you apply that same philosophy to looking out for people, giving them opportunities the same way they gave to you, man, the universe has a funny way of always rewarding you. Because you're not looking for the reward. I'm looking at it like, man, yo, you hit a lick.
2: Ah, let's <laughs> celebrate ah.
0: It's almost like, uh, you remember the movie Goodfellas? And when Ray Liotta's in the bathtub after they hit the Lufthansa uh, heist, and he heard it in the radio, and he said that his crew had just hit for $6 million in the Lufthansa heist, and he's in the bathroom taking a shower, he hears it in the radio, and he starts banging on the wall like, yeah, <laughs> we did it. So anytime I see one of my dogs come up, that's how I feel. I'm like Ray Liotta in the bathtub. Like, Let's go. Mm-hmm. Fucking knock it out the park, man. That's what I'm talking about. And that's you know where that comes that's from. That's authentic. It, it, yeah. But all of us We're are like genuine. that. i genuine. Be, hey, I believe in the law of attraction, man. Not everybody in your circle is in your corner. Not everybody in your corner needs to be in your circle. I've created a um, six cents slash seven cents on how to keep that apart. And you have to, especially yeah. in, in in this day and age. But um, I appreciate that, Gil. And I look forward to having another podcast speaking about what you uh, well, Hold show, up, man. Yeah, the show we're going to be knocking out the park. The movies we're going to be knocking out the park.
2: Yo, I brought you something. Uh-oh. I think this is worth talking about because this is a story that, um, that you told me about, and, and this one sticks dear to me. So I'm gonna let you open it on the podcast. Oh, man. Oh, okay. that there. This is a little like Hanukkah present. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate it, man. Yeah, but, but I, w- I want you to tell the story behind that as you, as you take a look at what, uh, what that gift is. Okay. Well, I
0: won't, I won't read the card to everybody.
2: <laughs> I don't know what Gilby writing me. <laughs> <laughs> you can open the big one first. All
3: right. It's wrapped so pretty. I
2: well, was about to say, you wrapped this thing? <laughs> no, no, my
1: wife wifey <laughs> wrapped that wifey, wifey
0: wrapped wrapped for sure. You, I appreciate it. <laughs> it would have been in the Miami Herald if I had to <laughs> wrap that. Dialogue. Thank you so much. Oh, look at that there. Oh. Wow. Oh. You remember this story?
2: Absolutely, man.
0: Look at that, man. Thank you. Look at that, man. All right. So, what it is, it's a comic book, The Amazing Spider Man. And my, my favorite, actually, character is, is Venom. And the story that I feel, do I open them both for yeah, you? Yeah, you
2: could open them. Thank you, man.
0: We got to say thank you to Wifey. I appreciate you for wrapping the gifts. Not my wife, Gil's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll Get me in trouble. <laughs> Who wrapped those gifts for you? <laughs> hey, hey, chill out. <laughs> Wow. Right. Oh, she's good. Yeah, yeah. Are you sure she didn't used to rap other things before? <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, huh? hey. Wow. Either that or, or she needs to become the CEO of Amazon or something. <laughs> yeah. All right, all right, all right. I'm going to need it. There we go. We yeah, got it. Yeah. I got to be careful because oh, I can slide him out. Yeah. Yes, sir. Wow, look at that. Yeah. Man. So I'm going to get to it. Look at that. It's Venom, wow. lethal protector number one. That's a number. That's one of the first. Look at that. Yeah. Man, Man yeah, I really appreciate exactly. that. 1992. Wow. Oh, girl. So, where this comes from is first little bit of money I used to get my hands on, I used to love to buy comic books. So, then I ended up with a collection of comic books. And the one thing that anytime we would move, that would move with us is the comic books. So, by that time, I say I was collecting maybe for about 10 years since I was, yeah, about, yeah. So, like nine. To about, so, nine years, my bad, yeah, to about 18, right? You got to be careful, though. You got to keep these in mint condition. Yeah. Uh, you're getting in trouble, pop out. Think we are. Oh, wow. yes, <laughs> you got to be careful, mamita.
1: Hey, the best is gills over there like, oh, no, 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 no don't, don't, don't rip it.
0: <laughs> now, you know what? I'm going to do this. Yeah, yeah, just keep we, them, just keep it. It's the whole them, collection. Them, yeah, yeah. It's the whole Venom collection, basically, the first oh, wow. year.
2: Like,
0: yeah. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. And so then I, I get my hands on all these comic books. I collect them for about nine years. And when this opportunity came up, I was just talking to Damon John about it. When I got an opportunity to go to New York, that I, matter of fact, I fucked that all up. He put me in the studio, teeth chattering. I couldn't rap on the beat that Irv he played for me. But what paid for the piece that I paid for the Greyhound and gave me some money for two weeks to sleep on, my dog's floor in Washington Heights, his name was Rick, was that I sold my collection of comic books. So comic books over those nine years is when I sold them, I got about, it was about $400 I got for them. And I had maybe about, maybe like 100 of them. So those $400 is what held me down in New York. That was an investment to myself to try to get into the music game. So... Dude. This this means more to me than what you know. So, Gil, I appreciate you, yeah. man. Thank you so much. I bet you, people that are watching this, I didn't
1: know that. Story. See that? I didn't know yeah. that either. Yo, that's incredible. Well, I, I will put this out. Whoever bought that collection from Chico, if you want to resell it, it's worth a lot of money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it might be those. <laughs> hey, it might be man, and especially, you know, this is this this means a lot, and I'm. Wow. And it goes back to listening. You know, when you're telling stories that. Mean a lot to you and people that really see the the value behind it, the worth behind it, the gem, the jewel that you're dropping. Not too many people gonna pick them up. They're just like, I go another story. But this means a lot to me. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for by default comic books.
2: (laughs) It's insane. The sacrifice to sell was precious to you. Exactly. Like that story that I said when I was earlier when we got our first music video on the thing. To finish the video, I had to sell my car. Uh, which was like, didn't get much it was You know, crappy camera but, um, yeah. but it paid for the editing And it's like, that's a sacrifice You have to make, you gotta believe in yourself So uh, that story resonated When you were telling about, yo, know, you sold your, your Favorite comic books to get a ticket Just to go audition in New York If you didn't do that, you probably wouldn't be here I so. wouldn't, wow, I wouldn't great. be So thanks to to Gil
0: yep. Thanks to your car <laughs> 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 and thanks to the comic books. And so for everybody listening out there, the best investment you can ever make in life is an investment to yourself. It's not, ab- it's not about being selfish, but it is about being self first. You love yourself first, you can love others. You help yourself first, you can help others. You believe in yourself first, others in turn believe in you. So don't ever be afraid to invest in yourself and don't be afraid to take risk because the biggest risk we take is not... taking How <laughs> you been sitting next <laughs> Just listening. Hey, come on, Jenny. <laughs> Not taking one at all. I got you. But that's that, folks, is how we're going to wrap it up. Thank you, Gil Green. And this is what you thank you so much for the comic books. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you to your wife for wrapping them up. I appreciate it. And this, Jennifer, last, <laughs> Gil, is how you take a negative to a positive. <laughs> <laughs> you got that one. <laughs> Stella Chico, Pit Boom, Mr. 305, but it said, Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. This is how you take your life from a negative to a positive. Subscribe today on, on Apple Podcasts, Podcast One, Spotify. Dale que tu puedes.